What's up, guys and gals? My name is Chris Tondold, and this is Ambition Radio. This is a podcast where we interview cool people doing cool stuff, trying to figure out what makes them tick, trying to figure out what their motivation is, how they keep going, and how they balance their hobbies, their passions with their career, life, their family, the the whole nine in there. So this week we have my friend Chris Zielinski came on. Um, he is a World Cup dodgeballer. Uh, World Cup champion dodgeballer. He has one gold, two silver medals, representing the states all over the world. Um, we go in and we talk about the the history of that, um, the way that that started, uh, his time overseas with the the national team, and then his time with uh, Team Awesome uh, out of Philadelphia. Currently, he's still part of Team Awesome. They have a charity tournament on December 15th in support of the Safe Harbor Easton Homeless Shelter. Check that out. Uh, I'll post the the links in the description for everything for that. Um, A few weeks ago was the actual World Cup this year. Um, Chris wasn't able to to make it, but the United States got second. We lost only to Malaysia, which is still crazy to me. Um, So we go through all that in there. Hopefully you guys like it. I think it's a really good one. Um, we go through everything from our high school days since Chris and I went to high school together and then all the way up to what he's doing now, which is just incredible. So hopefully you guys like it. Enjoy. You were talking about your skateboarding stuff when you're in high school. Um, talk to me a little bit about that because now, now I'm interested because I'm we're talking about 12, 13, 14 years ago now. Yeah, so I guess it um, actually had started when I was in eighth grade. I, I, I was a Navy brat, so grew up all over the world. Um, picked it up when I was living with my dad in Panama, not Panama, Florida, the actual, you know, Central The actual America. Panama, yeah. Yeah, there's some kids, you know, were, you know, skating around, and I thought it was pretty cool. So I, I got asked for one for Christmas, and they um, kind of started there, but it didn't really manifest to, to, to grew what it was in high school until I... I got back to the states because I was like, you know, I actually go. I left Panama to come uh, to the states because I actually wanted to to play American sports, and they just didn't have like the only thing they had down there was soccer. And then when I got here, I was like far behind anyone, any of the, all these kids in the <laughs> county because these kids like grow up, you know, playing football at such a yeah. young age, and then they're just superstars. So yeah, so skateboarding is kind of where I ended up, and you know, we we called ourselves LP City Crew for Lexington Park Crew. And then you had the Green Holly guy, you know, um, with, uh, you know, Mark Chera. Cause there, yeah, because there was like 15 to 20 at least dicking around skateboarding all the time, so right? It was, it was back when it was like huge, you know, mm-hmm. where these professional athletes would spend year a year or two for a three-minute video part. So it was a really big deal. And then like that, that ain't conspired us. And then so it kind of grew there. Yeah, we, we call ourselves the Loose Cannons eventually. Right, right, right. And we started our own like little crew and there was about 10 of us and... Uh, it was just a day. Every day after school was, hey, where are we meeting and where are we filming? Because we're gonna film at this spot and we're, I'm gonna try this trick today. But then, uh, oh shit, I broke my ankle. Now I'm out for three months. <laughs> I remember, I remember those because I I had started skating. Um, I think my sophomore year because uh, my buddy Andy was skating, uh, and then like the whole the whole group of, of people were there, and I was doing that. I was playing lacrosse, so I wasn't good at either. Um, so I would, I would be skateboarding and trying like all the things and then roll one ankle here, roll the other ankle there, land like the worst 
position possible. Oh, you have no idea, like, the, the beating your ankles can take until you <sighs> step on it. Mine are stick. still swollen <laughs> from both lacrosse and all the nonsense that that has to do with it, and then the terrible skateboarding that I did when I was younger, too. It was, I mean, it's some of the fondest memories I have of high school, actually, was being part of those cannons. I mean, you know, when we... We would land something, we'd film our little parts, we'd make a video, the Loose Cannons video, and, you know, put it on a DV or VHS at the time. Right, and right, Give it to everyone in, in class. Hey, look how cool we are. I mean, this ain't going anywhere, <laughs> but we still think it's cool. We spent two years on it. Can you just right. please take a look at it? I'm not, you don't have to pay for it. Just was take that it. Asphalt Ocean? Was that? So that was before. That was, like, the beginning. Okay. So that was the Green Holly crew. Okay. Yeah, they started, and then they started uh, Poetry in Motion right after right, that. Right, right, yeah. Okay. I remember they had a, a viewing party at Kevin Chester's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, that, like, the whole county was there, and we're like, yeah. they, like, me and the other guys who were, like, kind of noodle, we're like, man, I think we could do something better. And, was, <laughs> and that's what formed the Loose Cans Girls. It's funny you bring that up. Yeah, because I, I think I still have that DVD somewhere <laughs> at my house. Like oh, my that. God, DVD, that's, like, high tech. Man. Yeah, We were man. using high eight tapes back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. I, I remember all that nonsense. Uh, and then you got sponsored by the local board shop. Yeah, so it was like, uh, like I mentioned earlier, it was a 50-50 sponsorship. So me and myself, my me and myself, my Mike Jenner and I uh, pretty much kind of split sponsorship, so 50-50. And then it was like a competition mode. And then the uh, the owner, Chris Warren, at the time was like, all right, you get half off all your shit. I don't know if I – but uh, – Eventually, one of you is going to pull through, and then that one you will get full, and the other one will get left in the dust. So good luck. Mm. Let me show. See me. Show me what you got. But it never really got for any further than that. I mean, we always wound up each other, and then the other would get inspired by that, and then they'd do something also cool, and then just Chris could never make a decision. And then by the time, uh, you know, the end of like, high school ended, and I was like, oh, I gotta go. I'm gonna go join the Navy now. Right, <laughs> Mike, it's all yours. <laughs> So what what did that do for you for the skateboarding? I mean, were you going to competitions? Were you doing anything with it? So I think the most we the furthest we got was we would hold like demos, um, and, and like we would close off a street somewhere in Lexington Park. Sometimes in Hollywood. Sometimes we came up to um, Dunkirk, the little park up there. Right, right, right. So the four or five or six of us only could make it at the time, or we ever had a car because we're all like kids. Would just drive up and then kind of just not even just put on a show. Really, just. Have a, have a good time. Just yeah. compete against each other, but also, you know, show and teach the, the young kid, the next generation kind of, I guess, how to do stuff. I don't, I don't know. It was, I never took it very serious. Right. Okay. Because <laughs> we had, I think, bef- right before we graduated, the Lexington Park, uh, skate park happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, uh, Nicolette. Nicolette yeah, Park. Yeah. Nicolette Park. Yeah. And then there was one in Dunkirk that was right after that? or Yeah, I think Nicolette was kind of, I think that was our senior year. And at okay. the time, we didn't, so there's a, 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 a hard distinction of, you know, you got your street skaters and then you got mm-hmm. your park skaters. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, the Nicolette was so new, no one really knew how to, you know, skate in a bowl. Right. I mean, we can throw ourselves down, you know, 10 stairs all day long, but then, <laughs> who knew how to drop in? Like, none of us. So it was... Not something we were interested in, but I guess that's all I do now. I don't know, man. It's been so long. Yeah. I, I remember uh, putting on shows there a couple of times. So we did like outdoor shows there. And it was it was pretty crazy because that was when like they, they spent all this money on it, but no one was using it. Yeah. Yeah. And, there were some problems with it. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So I know Nicolette definitely had some issues just because of where it was at. So I think when, if I remember right, they used to have amateur competitions there when it first was built. 
But, you know, the the owners or whomever decided to plot that, you know, stuff there wasn't thinking, okay, you're in the heart of Lexington Park, which is the most ghetto part of, you know, St. Mary's County, unfortunately. Yeah. It's just not a nice area, and it's they're trying their best to, to bring it up, but it's just, I, I don't, I wouldn't take my kids there. Right, right. And you have two kids now, right? Two kids. Uh, Elise, who's five, who's in kindergarten, and Nora, who's one, who's uh <laughs> handful and you know they they always say like if you the first one which no elise was she was just like you're just so easy you just do <laughs> just hang out and be a kid and do kid stuff and i don't have to, i don't have to dad you at all this this next one oh my god so it's the, the second one's all if you have a good one the second one's always the troublemaker the yeah <laughs> yeah that's funny and it's it's crazy to me just how like because it's you and your wife danielle and then you we started so we started dodgeball or your senior year, right? Or your Sophomore. junior junior year, junior year, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause you're a year behind you're a year behind me. So yeah, I so couldn't this rem- is two thousand five. Okay. Cause it was just John Hillen and myself, like in a room, just writing down names I'm like, hey, who can we get to just throw balls at each other <laughs> in a tennis court for a while? Um and I remember we just got like we had like fifty people show up yeah. almost every week or something like that. But you've taken that like beginning and really built like a, your whole family and future almost on it right it's almost like a weird thing to say but yeah i mean you can you know people hate on the, the movie dodgeball all they want but you know that was really the catalyst that started everything it right. really was because it was when that movie came out john and i were friends and then he was like hey man this that sounds fun like whoever thought adults can play this child's game yeah and then like you said we we made flyers and put them up in the local school and the drill hall and the local gyms and then yeah cuz i was thinking about it earlier like that this was before facebook this was before myspace even yeah. like i don't remember how we got so many people in one place we 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 literally went to the gas stations you know before wawa was even around in the county oh wow okay yeah so we the gym it was it was just flyers like we printed out like probably you know, 500 flyers and put them all right. over the school. We even went to, you know, Leonardtown, Chopticon, our school, Great Mills. Right. The uh, the grocery stores, anywhere where they had a cork board, they would just let us post up. I mean, it ended up being like 90% Great Mills kids. But like yeah. you said, it was almost like 75 kids the first the first weekend we had it. The first, yeah, the first weekend was insane. It was, it was so yeah. fun. We, had, we were totally unprepared. We only had like <laughs> t- 10 balls. We are like, oh my God. Yeah, and then I, I remember being able to take the, the net down, which was fun, and then just going apeshit on everything. Um, did we get kicked out of that place? So what happened was, you, it's funny you mentioned the net. So you're talking about the net in... Um, was that Hickory Hills? Hickory Hills. Okay. So the HOA came, they saw that, and we, we actually ended up breaking it on accident, and oh, then they, okay. they sent us a bill. <laughs> yeah. Which John covered, John Hillen had covered the bill secretly. How much was it? Oh god, I mean I, enough. Enough for a high school kid to be like, "Holy shit!" How right, <laughs> right. How should for that? I feel like he should have asked. Like we were all probably chipped in like five bucks. That's or something. What, that's what everyone said. But you know, the, him, it was his idea. It was it was his baby. He, yeah. he felt responsible, and but uh, yeah, I still give him shit for that today. It, you know, if you if you know John, you can meet him, and within the first five minutes, you'll understand he's a super prideful guy and just. It was a nice thing to do, but it's just also kind of like, hey, man, it doesn't have to all fall on you. There's 75 right. other guys that are right. helping you out. Right, and there was 
because I want to say the core of people, there was still like 30 core people going almost every week at least. Yeah, so what, with the, the first week was 75, you know, guys and girls. And then we, we ended up kind of starting our own little mini league, and right. which was a weekly thing. We like had captains. We had, you know, we had picked teams. And eventually, like you, like you said, it dwindled down to about 30 people. And then from there, it uh, it really grew to, or I guess downsized to a solid eight or nine, to where these people just really like it. They happen to be pretty good at it. And then um, John actually had found a local tournament in Richmond, Virginia, where like okay. brought those eight guys, asked those eight guys, "Hey, you know, we, we've been doing this for a little bit. There's something pretty big. Three hundred teams that are coming to Richmond from all over the country are going to pe- compete in this tournament. Let's go." And we're like, "That's insane." Yeah, because I, I remember trying to play for a little bit, and then I had shoulder surgery oh, yeah. that, that year, and I just couldn't do anything after right. that. And then it went from you know us really just digging around and to you going into tournaments and then like building it from there. Yeah. So talk to me about that first, the first tournament. So the first one, what, you know, before we even knew it happened, it, it was an annual thing, and we, had, we caught it on the first annual. Um, That's cool. Just, was just lucky. Yeah, it was a Chick Fil A sponsored tournament where they kind of had a. They were the main sponsor, but there was a lot of other things that they did, like a like a ten five k or something like that. But there's 300 teams. So you're you're talking 300 teams of six from all over the country. You got teams from L.A., Columbus, Ohio, Chicago, that all that had had been waiting and heard about this for years, and then we had just were like. Hey, <laughs> Cool, we'll come play. <laughs> and then, uh, and it, it was driving distance. We're all in high school, have no yeah. money, yeah. <laughs> so we end up going, and and uh, it was pretty incredible because I think we took like seventh out of that tournament. And there right. was these teams that considered some, themselves like professional, who like prof- like prof- at the time professional was like you played play, you played in more than one tournament. Cool, you can call yourself <laughs> professional because no one else as adult does this. But um, and it was with a ball we had never seen or used before. That was with the foam balls, right? Right. right. So outside we play with the old school kick kickball eight point five rubber right. ball. And then we get to this tournament, we like look at these things, like these things are like ru- foam. What the hell is this thing? Yeah, I remember throwing that for the first time. Like, there's nothing to do with this. Like, no. you pinch it now. Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and then you try and throw it, and it's a lot lighter than yeah. the the rubber balls. I remember that because I. I think I hooked up with you guys a couple times to play, but that was that was a big difference for me not doing it ever. Well, it was it was a a culture shock almost because we're like used to this big heavy thing. Yeah, which is you use like a lot of your body momentum to throw, but when then you transition to this super light squishy thing, it's all torque, and our bodies just didn't know how to like use it or deal with it. I mean, we eventually figured it out for an hour in. I mean, we took seventh. I mean, so I've, which is insane to me. And I remember you guys got a little bit of money from that, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Well, the the first place, not not that one, because it, it was charity. Okay. It was like okay. a, it was for the I think the kids of Nigeria at the time is what their main um, charity um, area was. But if you win, you win Chick Fil A free for a year. A year, you win three hundred and sixty five coupons to go get yourself a free number one or number two. <laughs> that would have been life changing at that time. So from fast forward from now until then, we've won it three times. <laughs> <laughs> So I actually I don't like Chick Fil A anymore. I can't eat it. <laughs> no, I, I I swear I can't eat it. I can't. Well, if you have any more coupons, you know, <laughs> let me know. I'm sure there's a drawer full of them somewhere. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, so you went from from that. That was your first one. Uh, what 
did you do that for the next like three, four? How many times have you done that tournament? So I think that tournament we've done probably six or seven times. Okay. And that that we were we were the first tournament we call ourselves the Pirates because we didn't care about right. the names. Okay. And John just picked something, and we wore like Walmart, you know, like tight skin tight shirts. But it actually, um, I it, it was fun, but we just didn't know what was going to happen next. So it mm-hmm. just happened when you go to this turn, that particular tournament, you get like a goodie bag and within the goodie bag was a flyer for another tournament. Nice. That was sponsored by someone else. We're like, okay, I mean, this was really fun. Let's keep this going. And then from there, we, that one was a $35,000 tournament that we played in. That's crazy. And you that, really see the pros come out. Right. And at this point, who's in your team? Who's in your core of people? So that, I mean, all, you know, all high school kids at the time. So it was like myself, if you remember Brian Baker, mm-hmm. the beardly now, who I think is doing Twitch videos right, right, <laughs> online. Right. Uh, Zane Jones, John Hillen, Jack Shuck, John Goulman, who was a little bit part of it. Oh, yeah. Mark Chera. So I think that was our core. Okay. And then kind of, and uh, Rob, um, we call him Rob Dirty Pants. I actually don't even remember his name. That, that's going to make me feel bad because I'm pretty sure we're Facebook friends. But yeah, okay. We call him Dirty Pants. I that, that's what he is on my phone. Actually, if I could change his Facebook last name, I will. But it's just he always came to those right, right, right. Saturday practices with the most disgusting, gross jeans. <laughs> like he, he he like I guess did a lot of caulking as as his profession and just would wipe his hands on his pants and would come and play dodgeball. Like, dude, what? <laughs> could you just put, put a pair of pair of shorts on? Me? Right, right. <laughs> well, okay. now this is my persona. Like, All right, fair enough. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, Dirty Pants. So you went from that tournament and then found out $35,000 tournament. Right. What did you guys do with that? So with that one, it was we switched back to the, the rubber ball. So we were a lot more comfortable. Okay. And then um, uh, we brought, I think, a couple of different guys. But uh, that was when we saw the first elite you know, teams come out, where these, uh, these guys who had actually had invented the pinch that you talked about earlier, which is a method of squeezing the ball and then throwing right. it to make it put a little curve on it. Those guys from Los Angeles and San Diego came out. And I, I believe we took fourth in that tournament, which is That's not bad for us. still crazy. Because we're just a bunch of kids who don't give a shit. And then right. we're like 15 years younger than everyone, and we're just right. kicking ass. But um, that 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 one was the first. It was a multiple multi-day tournament, too. So okay. it was like round robin day one, and then the playoffs day two. But that was the first ultra competitive one that we had uh i mean you could count chick-fil-a too but that one that was a lot that was a whole different level yeah right so that's that's almost completely different league like you had the the amateurs almost at chick-fil-a and then now you're you're dealing with people that have been doing this for a lot longer that you never would have thought about because you just started this a year ago right right so and then that's that's insane to me so you play you know chick-fil-a was for charity you know thirty five thousand dollars you when you start playing for that kind of that kind of money you know, that's the, the competitiveness really starts to come out, and we didn't even think about it. We didn't. I mean, we didn't think we could win, but we really thought we could. You know, make some make some noise, which we did. You know, even as young kids. So yeah. So where does where does that take you next? Because you're you're going mostly money tournaments after that. So or? at that point, I think we were seniors at the time, um, and it just became you know a Google search, man. Like what's what's dri- what's in drive distance that we can go and compete and. Who, who can we scrounge up? What, what kind of, we're all high school kids. We all work at like restaurants and like we're right. sweeping floors somewhere. So can we, do we have enough money to even enter? 
so it's like uh, John was normally our guy who would find them for us. Even up here, we would come up and play at the Capitol Clubhouse here in Waldorf, Maryland. Uh, they would host like mon- monthly tournaments. And I think we played, you know, probably about 10 or 15. And then, you know, senior our senior years happened. And then John, John was a, little, was a year older than us. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us were uh, seniors. So once we graduated, it was... It got it got a little be a little bit more difficult, but because I had joined the Navy and then right was still able because I was I was only three hours away. So with John found a tournament. I would just put my leave chit in and because what were you in there. Virginia Beach? Yeah. Okay. So you go from high school to the Navy, and you're still able to to play in these tournaments. Yeah. Luckily, we're all local, man. Like they all stayed in the county, and I was the furthest one away. What did your parents think about the the dodgeball stuff? So it's funny because I like I feel like I consider myself an, a, a, I was a decent kid, but I can I like like fondly remember the only time I would sneak out of my house was to go play. Nine o'clock dodgeball at St. Mary's College. So they had like a Tuesday and Thursday night pickup league. John would always come pick me up, and I would sneak out my window, and then we would go play dodgeball at night at the, at the college, twenty minutes south. So you're you're not drinking, you're not going crazy, you're not doing. I like, mean, we're drinking too, but sure, like, sure. But you're not like that's not your goal. Your no. goal is to practice dodgeball. Just to, I mean, and even like grew to you know, there's Baynet article and Southern Maryland Newsnet articles where they actually came out and. Filmed us and took pictures and wrote like a really for the cool pickup. Yeah, yeah. There's a nice piece on the bayonet about us. Yeah, way back when. That's crazy. So where where does it start to get super serious and you're actually hitting World Cups at this point? So if you after I joined the Navy and we're still you know hitting um, charity tournaments, but then it starts to to really grow to okay. It's when it's when the you know dodgeballers started making their own tournaments. Okay. So instead of us waiting for these three or four tournaments a year, like oh, this is for cherry. It's when like it was when the like or people who are organizing these new tournaments are actually legit dodgeballers, and that's when it started to grow. But at that point, um, the medics who were we are with you know myself and John and who we started with kind of kind of started a lot of people you know find interest in other things and you become you grow up a little bit. It's yeah. adults, yeah. And it was, and then that's when I, um, I, I actually joined up with this team called Team Awesome, based out of Philadelphia. So it's a team we knew, and we we were competitive against all. You know, we, we'd see each other at these tournaments. Like so, East Coast is where our primary focus was. A few mm-hmm. in the Midwest and West, but in the finals, it would always be Team Awesome or Medics. And um, so we knew them well. And then when our team started kind of dwindle, it was like it was an easy choice for you know them to say, hey, you know. What do you think about coming over here? I'm like, you got it, man. No problem. Yeah. So I'm, how do I'm you, not done yet. <laughs> how do you juggle your Navy career and then still pursuing a pretty steady dodgeball career at that point? So it's funny. It's like um, I took I, – I, I didn't take much leave in the Navy to do personal things. Any leave I took while I was active duty was to go play in a tournament. That's all. That's really all it was. <laughs> I would I my personal time I on the weekends I'd come home and see Danielle because Danielle at the time was going to college in Baltimore, mm-hmm. but um, I would come down every weekend I could see her and then when I when I needed like three or four extra days and I wasn't deployed overseas, guess what we're going to go to a tournament and throw balls at people. That's crazy. So you went from the medics who pretty much dissembled for the most part. Who joins you with Team Awesome? Does John? No, so or? John actually uh, quit playing um, not soon. Not 
he had decided to stop playing, which actually was the one of the biggest downfalls of the medics. Which just after he'd said he was not interested in playing anymore, we kind of just disbanded. But and the rest of the guys kind of like, eh, I'm cool with not playing anymore. And I was like, there's more to this. I'm not done yet. Um, and so I'm alone. Uh, so Team Awesome was already an established, like very okay. competitive team, and they just added me to their roster. And, the rest is history there. Well, how do you how do you get to Philadelphia? So now, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead, but now the team is composed of just people from all over the East Coast. Okay. So I would it's a nonprofit organization. So I would it's a team, but it's like also like a foundation of like set of morals and, you know, it's it's so more raising just, money for people. It's more than just a team, a dodgeball team. Okay. Yeah. So do you know how that gets started? What's that? The team awesome, how did that it was these twins um, who were from Philly who started something in their church basement that, like us, were traveling to these charity tournaments and to grew it to for that just to grow to be so much more. And now um, we've all been together for about I think six years now. That's crazy. So where where has Team Awesome Awesome played through? So because you're going from tournament tournament with this Philadelphia based team. And then, are, is that where the competition for like the World Cup stuff comes through, or how does that work out? So the, um, I think I was in my first year with um, Team Awesome, which I think was back in 2012. Um, it wasn't until 2013 the national scene was kind of born. So it started in Malaysia. I think it was like a just this social group out of Arizona. Who was like, hey, you know, there's we've been seeing a lot of traffic all over the country or the world um, with people of interest to get together and play. So it started off as like I think four or five countries mm-hmm. flew out to Malaysia and they competed. And then in 2013, it got pretty much established. I was like, hey, the U.S. We are making a team. We're gonna find the best nine guys in the country, and we're gonna all go to New Zealand and we're gonna play against the best in the world. Um, the selection process was. At the time, pretty, in my opinion, elementary. Mm-hmm. So all it was is a video submission as long with a resume. Okay. So you kind of have to make a highlight video pretty much right. and submit it and then talk about yourself. And then from there, they had a, a, a committee, and then they would select people from all over the country. And then myself and another member of uh, Team Awesome, who's a dear friend of mine, got chosen to go represent the U.S. and fly out to New Zealand. That's insane. That's so crazy. So how was that experience for you? Uh, it was well. It was difficult because the organization at the time was so small. It was up to us to find our own sponsorships. Flights and okay. Well, yeah. So I was working for this company called Wiley at the time, mm-hmm. and I pretty much went to their people and was like, "Hey, I'm going to overseas to play dodgeball. I know it sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but can you give me money?" <laughs> and they gave me money as well as a couple other local restaurants and stuff. But ended up paying for my whole trip. That's amazing. As well as Danielle's, because actually Dan- that was the same year Danielle made the team. I was about to say, because you guys played on the cup team together, right? That's right. So it's uh, not co-ed, but it is mixed. Okay. Um, and to, and to, to backtrack a little bit, um, when we're talking about those the, the playground tennis court days is right. actually where Danielle and I met. Right. Okay. That's <laughs> that's a fun story. I like that. Because I, I didn't even... I remember that you guys were like talking in high school or at least, right? So... She was like a very like reserved and quiet person, but a hell of an athlete. So when she yeah she uh, did softball or something right yeah when she had found out about um, people playing dodgeball, she's like sign me up, let's go. <laughs> and uh, 
she was actually, I think it was field hockey season when we first started. She had taken a, a field hockey ball with, I don't know if you've ever held one, but it's hard as shit. It's yes. like a pool ball. Yeah. She took one right in the dome, right under her eye, and cut her eye, like smashed her face. So she was playing dodgeball with like a bandage over her face because it was just that messed up. I think I remember that. And then um, opposite sides of the court, we're actually playing on dodgeball one Saturday, and I like just let one. It's like because we remember we used to play like you know thirty on thirty. Yeah. I just let one rip in the middle, and the like seas like just parted, and she's like poor girl in the back, just not paying attention, <laughs> and my ball just nails her in the face. Oh, instantly that's fun. felt bad, and I like ran over there and like started texting and hanging out on <laughs> dates and now married two kids house. that's that's a little weird <laughs> you just you already hit her so you hit her in the face and that's how the relationship starts yeah I, it, violence yeah, yeah that's usually not a good sign <laughs> but i'm glad i'm glad to see that that's how that that worked out when did when does danielle get into the picture for does she join Team Awesome with you? No. So she actually was like a – so a lot of the tournaments, are like the charity ones, were mm-hmm. like you had to have a, like a female. Okay. And she had been practicing with us, and she actually um, – would, we would always ask her to come play. But then it grew to be like she's just as good as the guys. So she became a permanent member. Yeah, so imagine playing, like playing a competitive sport with your significant other and not trying to scream at them when they make mistakes. <laughs> so we've had our trouble. Who's better? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> she had a gnarly pinch, though. Like, yeah? Yeah. That's time. that's crazy. So you guys both go to New Zealand? So the year we made it was 2013. We both, you know, didn't think anything of it. We just like, hey, I got to, like, got to apply. I think, why not? Both get the phone call the same day, bought our flights, like, a week later, and then flew out to New Zealand to compete. I think um, I'm trying to remember how many te- countries there were. I think there was only eight that year. But only eight, only eight actual countries that played. Yeah, so eight countries, eight teams, both with a men and women's team. That's nuts. So she's playing on the women's team? So or? she played for the women's, yeah. Okay. And they actually had won, um, gosh, I think, I'm trying to remember now. She, they, we both won silver that year. Yeah, we, we both, both our teams, U.S. lost to Canada in the finals. That's a little bit of a dagger. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> so... How how big are the teams for that? And then the selection process, that was only like maybe a month long? Or how how did that work out? Do you know? So I think we caught it towards the end when we actually had heard about it. And it was all done through social media. Uh, the selection process, I, think, I believe, was like four months long. Okay. And then they they selected the team probably about four or five months before the actual tournament. So we can actually prep and get ready and fly and meet each other and practice as a team if we really wanted, which we didn't do, by the way. <laughs> so you won silver without practicing? We, it, I, so the, the, the team consists of nine, six on a court. You got three reserves. Keep in mind, it's like a two-day tournament, long as shit. Body will eventually deteriorate. Break down, yeah. Um, so you need to have, you know, backups and upon backups. But, um, yeah, we, I knew Drew who was uh, my team awesome uh, teammate. And then the seven other guys I had never met in my life. We had thrown a ball together the morning we uh, – well, we had dinner the night before. That okay. was the first time we all met. That's crazy. To talk strategies and, you know, play calls and et cetera. But are, a- there, are there actual, like, plays in dodgeball? Oh, no doubt, man. No really? doubt. I had no idea. I thought it was just, like, making sure that – people don't hit you yeah yeah talk to me they about call that. It, they call it dodgeball but it's the stupidest thing because dodging doesn't win games right right because you got to <laughs> reflect you got to catch you got to do ball, the catch ball right <laughs> right that doesn't really ring true as, as much as dodgeball does sure so like the 
I think the, the most consistent strategy you're seeing now is called corners. So two balls, if you, you always have a ball on uh, – so you have – I don't even have to explain the game that much, but, I mean, people understand six on six, right? Right. Six on six, you throw balls at each other, right? Right. But on your side of the court, you want to keep the balls on the perimeter. So on the very far left and the very far right, those two guys always have a ball. It's called corners, and they're there to protect you, and they're there to control – the flow. So they'll move up and down the court as a unit, and then you funnel like a guy in the middle of the throw. So normally you have your strong thrower in the middle who take a ball and throw, and the guys on the middle and the sides will protect him and bring him back. And if this guy, if the guy in the middle gets killed by another ball coming from the other team, then those guys will make them pay as far as retracting. Right, because they're basically once you start throwing, you're in a standard or a static place. Right. So you're just as yeah, you're you vulnerable. Know, vulnerable, right? That's crazy. Okay. So you're, you, normally your corners are your pretty most well-rounded players. So they can block, they can throw, they can, they can dodge, they can, you know. Dive. Control game flow. Right. Yeah. Okay. So for you, what are there select positions that you're trying to go for? Or is, it, is it a right wing? Is it a center? Is it a left wing? It's exact, I mean, you're, you're nailing it. That's exactly what it is. So you got, like, your role players, you know, you guys who are really good at catching. You got your, obviously, your corners, your left wing, right wing. And then you got your just gunners who can just, who just love the throw and just kill people. So it's really just, and it's about chemistry. So norm, and it, that's how it used to be. Mm-hmm. But it's actually starting to grow to where you need to be comfortable, you know, in any spot. In any role. Because obviously, you know, the right wing He's not going to be there. He could get out any moment, and you need to be able to take that ball and pick up and pick up that roll. Right, and then rotate through exactly. whenever you need to. That's right. Because at that point, you know, if you're down to just two people on your team, you want to have the most versatile players on for your lasting people, right? That's right. Okay. So you better know how to throw, block, catch, dodge, all that. The stuff. whole yeah, <laughs> yeah, dodge a wrench, the whole thing, right? <laughs> um, so when when you're looking at your teammates for this dinner. Are they telling you what they're good at? Are they tell like how does how does a strategy come along so for I that? So I think um, I think we all knew each other as far as playing style. Okay. Um, not personally, so we all knew what each other's strengths and weaknesses were, but it was really just and it was the first time this had ever happened before. You know, you never had a group of strangers meet in a foreign country on foreign soil to be like, hey, so we're gonna play this game. We all kind of know how to play it. Let's see how we do. <laughs> and that's actually kind of how it was. I mean, we there was we we had the corner style, but it was just kind of like no set positions like it would okay. be like the, how the team is structured today. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah so it's the same kind of nonchalant attitude that you had when you were that first at yeah. that first uh, tournament, and then you got still silver, which is crazy. So with the, with that silver medal, I mean, how does how does that affect you for your personal life? How does does that get you more notoriety? Like, are you a name in the dodgeball community? I would. I, I, now, I definitely. So I could. I mean, I've been playing. You know, I'm. I'm a veteran now. I'm 29, but I'm considered one of the vets because been around this game for so long. But um, I don't want to get too far ahead. But there is a. There is this new. It's a league now. That's called mm-hmm. Elite. So it's Elite Dodgeball, where it's, it used to be invite only, but. So I'd say so. I mean, like when when I came home, um, I was working on base. I was uh, working for the Department of Defense at the time, and you know my coworkers and my boss thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. I mean, they all thought it was like the Olympics, but I tried telling us it's not the it's not the Olympics. <laughs> we'll get there. It's, 
I mean, it's the highest level of this game. Like, you think of any game, even if it's like Parcheesi or, you know, chess, you name it. That This is the highest level that this game is played at. Right. And we just took second. The United States is now second second best in the entire country. And that, that felt pretty good. Yeah. Um, to the point where um, the Baynet reached out. I have no idea how they found us, but they, they wanted to do an interview, an article about Danielle and I and how we met. And, and, um, and at that time, we were already selected to go play in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the 2014 season. 2014 yeah, so you game. go from New Zealand, which was an experience all by itself. Right. Um, you know, meeting your team for the first time. Yeah. Now, do you do you guys practice together, or do you start molding like your team, or is it a different team going into Hong Kong different for the team. next? So selection is different. The the same process, but there's no guarantee that you make it the next year. It's uh, done the same way. A video submission and article, uh, a quick kind of resume, and talk about yourself, and then. They, they kind of see what, what you've done throughout that year, which tournaments you've competed in, you know, what position you and your teams have been uh, mm-hmm. placing in, and then kind of just like a, hey, good luck. <laughs> That's crazy. There's a selection committee. hope they pick you. So I was fortunate enough to make it again the second year to where we, um, Danielle as well, where we flew out to Hong Kong. Okay. And how was that compared to the first time? That so now it started to get real. So we didn't really understand since it was kind of like the first year of it being organized. This year we're like we knew we knew what it was about. There are you know four or five more countries that are coming. So this is getting serious and getting very big and very real. And obviously there was a lot of like return players from the year before who we know what it's like to 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 get silver. But now now we want to win. Now now we're practicing together before we go. And now we're like having multiple. You know, group chats. What are we talking about? Months and months before. So it's New Zealand. I, I like in my. This is my personal experience as well as a few others. It wasn't. It was like, okay, what what is this? And then mm-hmm. fast forward to Hong Kong. It's like, okay, now we just, let's go. Now this is very serious. Let's let's try and get this gold. And that almost mirrors your first tournament to that thirty five thousand dollars tournament, right. where you're seeing like a whole other level uh, at this point. So you're you're seeing that first New Zealand trip. Like it's just a handful of people. Really, it's just the same kind of like almost the same kind of level and like we don't know what we're doing but we're gonna try our best and see what happens and now you're just like okay let's get the gears turning let's practice let's actually get our minds straight for this and then go for the gold at this point right that's a funny way of looking at it. i've actually never thought about it that way but yeah that's exactly how it went down yeah that's nuts okay so we have uh we have you guys in hong kong um let's talk a little bit about the the lead up to it first so you guys get picked what six months before? It, yeah, about yeah, about four months before. Okay, and then where are these other team members? Are they all over the country? So Drew once again made it. John okay. Hill and um, had actually made it the, the team this year. Well, um, since he quit, what what was he submitting? So he he was still kind of playing every once a little bit, but not okay. not a whole lot. Um, but 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 he was honestly good enough at the time to to, to compete, still make to a, at the high level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so myself, Drew, who was a, a return guy, we had a had a three guys from LA who all played on the same team out there. Who was a the most dominant team in the country at the time. They chose three of them to come out. Another guy from um, Arizona, and then I believe one more from um, Chicago. That's crazy. Okay, so the the selection committee by itself. I mean, do you know how that got formed? Like, how are they? So it's just the the who's picking you guys? I mentioned earlier it started from um a, like a social club from Arizona. These two guys, um, who really did all the work, really. I mean, okay. 
um, who started the WDBF World Dodgeball Federation, and then um, I, I believe it was just the two of them. So okay. They they had reputations, and they pretty much knew. They knew you. They knew the community at this time. You got to remember, it's still pretty small. Yeah, you're talking like 300 kids, man. Like, not there wasn't many of us. I mean, now 2018, there's thousands. That's thousands. that's awesome. That, that's so cool. All right, so we're we're going through this selection process. You guys are all selected now, and then where does it come to the the place where you're able to hook up? You're able to, because you guys are East Coast, West Coast. I mean, how, do, how does that work for practices? So we actually didn't practice again. Okay. So it was too hard, you know, that the organization didn't have the funds to fly us out. So we we all met in Hong Kong probably, I think, like maybe nine or ten days before the tournament. Okay. And that's when we really got to know each other. And then we actually had two practices before the actual tournament. And that's when we really – because, again, we're all – Basically, it's a team of captains. Mm-hmm. So you got a, a team of nine guys who all think that they're the alpha and how who's going to decide who <laughs> plays what position, right? So those practices were very enlightening for us. And then it, it quickly, we all quickly realized who belonged where, which was unreal and then like light years beyond what had happened in New Zealand. Yeah, do you think... So do you think the familiarity that of you four and the familiarity of them three and then you just have like the guy from Arizona and Chicago, right? Yeah. So do you think that really helped bring the team together quicker? I think so because you got to remember at this time we're not just doing charity tournaments. We're playing organized tournaments by dodgeball people who know the game. So we everyone knew each other at this point. We all had met in tournaments from for years or year or years before so we all knew each other we all knew each other's skill sets we all knew each other what everybody was good at what everybody was bad at everyone knew that this was the that the nine guys were all part of the top teams in the country mm-hmm. so it was just it was it's kind of like an all-star game like you yeah think about it like a the nhl game they put all you have, you're forced to play with your enemies but right you end up loving each other at the end that's cool okay so we're we're in hong kong now you know nine days ahead of time we're we're getting the team kind of chemistry in there, figuring out what role is what role. Where do you fall in into that that team? So, it, I'm 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 a versatile player. For me, I, I can play corner, I can play middle, I can play right corner. I prefer the left. That's just kind of where my bread and butter is. Just I I have, don't really have good peripherals. So if I'm on the right side, I'm looking at this guy in front of me. The far left is always eyeing me down. I normally don't really see that very well. But And you're right-handed too, right? Right. So so going on the left would probably be better for you? or It's actually it's a little bit harder because throwing from left and then throwing as hard as you can straight to the right, your ball, my ball doesn't want to do that. But if you're on the far right, you have that natural curve and then dips right. down. That's, just, that's what I was thinking because yeah. it doesn't make any sense, but you just can't see. I, I just love the left. It's just, okay. I just hate getting like blindsided hit. <laughs> So my role uh, for Hong Kong was I played the middle, like dead middle, because I was a, a fantastic catcher and I was a very good at court awareness as far as like from that perspective. And then I had a good so, and like the guys on the corner were literally second to none, the best corners in the country. So they, there's no way I would I would want to take that over them. But and certainly if they got out, I would pick up a ball and go over there. Right. So. You guys being able to be captains, kind of recognize each other's skill sets, that probably made that process a lot smoother and cleaner. Yeah. And then, so is Danielle part of that team, or is Danielle part of the women's team? Women's team, yeah. There's no co-ed at that Okay. Level. Yeah. So you have a full other women's side to this, too. Doing the same thing. Are you guys helping each other out? No doubt. So that's all, you know, 
confidence is everything, you know. And we, we've actually found had found ourselves sitting during one of their games one time, and like, they started losing, and then we were like, "What are we doing? Let's get up!" So we, from there, we got up and straight, and then they ended up that tournament. They won gold. That they won. They won the gold that that year. First, the first gold medal a U.S. Um, team had ever brought home for the for their country. That's awesome because. Did you guys win gold in Hong Kong? We didn't. We lost to Canada again. Again. Yeah. So we took so we we had the took silver. It was a bad finals too. Like uh, New Zealand was kind of somewhat competitive, but Hong Kong, we, we just, they just had our number. We weren't ready. Really? I think uh, I think we lost like thirteen to three. Oof. Yeah. That's good. that's a big. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. No. That that's a big gap in there. So have do you guys keep in touch with the Canadian team at all? Oh yeah, so they um good group of guys. Uh the only difference between at this time for the US and 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 Canada was a lot of the Canadian players were Toronto based. So you know, think about the, you know, advantage they would have, you know, know each other. F- five of their nine guys play on their same competitive travel team. Right. So it's like, okay, that's uh, immediately almost not fair. Well, not f- not fair, but it, good for it's them. It's an advantage for them, for cool. sure. And they can almost, like, do things without even saying anything to their teammates. Right. So that was a little bit hard to overcome, but um, it was just too much for us in Hong Kong. But they, yeah, we do keep in touch. They they travel down to the States sometimes for the the bigger money tournaments, like the Sky Zone trampoline ones, the big one that's happening now. Um, so they'll come and play in that one. They'll play in... Um, they haven't played in an elite yet, but I think we anticipate they should be thinking about going switching to the because elite's the the big rubber one, and they like the Canadians like their their foam, right? Their small foam. Ones. Okay, so we go to Hong Kong. You guys win silver. Does is that where Danielle wins gold? Yep. Yeah. So did the women win gold, and the men are stuck with silver yeah. again, hanging our. So heads. that's a great time at home, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So when asked who's better, one's got a gold and one's got a silver, so that's fine. I got two silvers. She's got a silver and a gold. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's a little she, bit of a dagger. She hangs up right next to mine. Okay. <laughs> cool. So have you guys just done the two tournaments or, What's or that? for the World Cup? How many? So uh, the next year, mm-hmm. uh, it's a U.S. turns to host. So it's okay. held in Las Vegas. So kind of the same selection process again but just my like with some few different i mean this at this time you had to go compete uh in tournaments to earn a bidding to even get uh thought about okay. being selected which we did we did the whole thing got selected again um for the third time in, in three years and so did danielle and so did drew actually so that's a good feeling yeah i mean it's cool i mean that at this and you think about it as much as it has grown and the 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 sponsorships and the, the the all the endorsements so the the organization's really grown to be somewhat significant at this time so to be selected again for the third time in a row is pretty pretty awesome and at this time um, the team was just dynamite like you it was a lot of the same like Drew and I and then a lot of those three same guys mm-hmm. from that other team from LA yeah and then they picked up another guy from LA who they know and then we picked up another guy from the east coast that we knew and um, who actually plays on team awesome okay so we had three team awesome guys three or LA or the other LA guys okay. so we all so we're that was the thought like get half split half the half so we had team awesome and this other two, the guys from LA called doom okay they all know each other they they play against each other a lot and obviously they know their own teammates maybe this will work with a few, um, one or two other different guys from uh, different areas that are great role players. And, um, again, didn't practice at all. Like, you know, we <laughs> met each other in Vegas, uh, hung out, threw around like a week before, but 
at this point we didn't really have to. Okay. Um, and the same for Danielle. New team, but kind of the same idea. Having like a large women's, the, the, a lot of women who play together frequently with a lot of different role players like Danielle and um, this other girl, Megan, who play on Team Awesome mm-hmm. also. So that was the idea. Is the women's side a lot smaller than the, no the guys? No doubt. Yeah. Probably a, a third of okay. what the men have, yeah. So what, ha- better. what happened at the Las Vegas tournament? So the Las Vegas was uh, pretty freaking awesome. Like we, our first match together, the men, we played Malaysia. And these guys, these these kids are unreal. Like they are small, they're agile, they're, they all have, they're unreal arm strength and can chuck mm-hmm. it. We got our. We we ended up losing that game. It was a first round robin game. We lost, and it was very humbling because we thought we were just gonna space Roll jam, everybody. like right. you know, monster the shit out of everybody. <laughs> and we got humbled quick. Yeah, but it was close. But we and we recognized the mistakes, and then we did not lose again for the rest of the tournament. Oh wow! Not, not one game. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good experience all the way through. Then yeah, so it's pretty. It was like kind of like okay, shit. Uh, what did we do? Okay, let's fix it. Instead, but instead of hanging our head low and saying, "Damn it, here we go again," probably another silver. No, right. We're like, here's what we need to do. You fix this. You start here. You're gonna run on this time. You're gonna catch the ball here. You're, you're moving to the corner. You're gonna be funnel thrower. So much more structured, much more like everybody kind of working together, knowing their their spots, and really kind of what their cog in the machine basically is. No doubt. And it's the uh, co-captain of the. Um, um, the, the LA team called Doom out there, who was actually the captain of this team this year, who just took the reins and took control, and it really paid off. That's amazing. You know, as a as a leader myself, I I learned an, an immense amount from that guy from that those you know six days. It was unreal. That's great. So yeah, and then um, same outcome for the women, gold medal again. Man, yeah, <laughs> that's got to feel good though, yeah. right? Okay, so. You guys don't lose. Uh, who did you meet in the finals? Was it Canada again? Malaysia. Malaysia. Yes. Met, oh, Isn't that man. funny? So Malaysia ended up knocking out um, Canada. And we were kind of hoping for Canada for obvious reasons. You want revenge, right? Yeah, exactly. And then um, I, we, knew, we knew Malaysia well. We'd been watching them, you know, mm-hmm. all week. Uh, but everyone wanted Canada for the, you know, the obvious yeah, the two times, the back-to-back years. These guys have just knocked us down. Um, but we ended up playing Malaysia, and I think um, it wasn't. I don't think it was close. I think it was maybe 11-4. Really? 10-3, something like that. So you guys were just on fire we the just, entire we, time. We steamrolled them. Yeah, it, was, we, it wasn't even close. Like, we just came out, and we just everyone was hungry, and it was pretty pretty awesome to be a part of. As a matter of fact, um, after that tournament, um, we actually almost, it's like almost cliche, but we became brothers, right? Okay. So there's nine of us, right? Yeah. And we're like, hey, how are we going to remember this, you know? So we all got matching um, Roman numeral nine tattoos. That's awesome. It's all nine of us. That's fantastic. And eight of the nine of us. It was our first tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> how how did it feel? I mean, in my first one, I want to be like I want to be like a tough guy. That hurt like a bitch, man. I, <laughs> this this is like thin skin. I don't. Yeah, I, man. Right. So <laughs> he has he has the tattoo like right below the the wrist on the um on the the bottom of his hand, I guess. I guess that's how to describe it. I don't know. But I, I have one right there, too. Oh, there you go. So the there's the bone. There's the tendons that are literally, like, right there <laughs> on the skin. None of that feels good. Like, it's fine if you're in the meaty part. That's cool. That's whatever. But you're literally, like, right below the hand on there. God, I thought I was, like, I mean, I had a bunch of alcohol that night, too. <laughs> I thought I was going to be okay. 
Did you guys all get it done in, in Las Vegas then? So um, the funny story about that was uh, we had played, we had won, we had gone our, you know, back home, and then we had met up again in Las Vegas to compete for this thing called Elite Nationals. And I get into it a little bit later what Elite is, but um, so it was just another big tournament where all our teams are coming from all over the country. We met up, but as this time as enemies, and we met up at a, a local tattoo shop and I got the same thing. That's awesome. <laughs> this is like movie stuff, man. Like this is this is good. So do you go into is there another World Cup? Like how many times have you gone so far? So that was a, that was my third and last time. Third um, and last time. Yeah, okay. So that was 2015. Um, there's been two others. Uh, last year was Canada and Toronto or uh, Vancouver or maybe mm-hmm. Toronto. I can't remember. Gosh, I'm... either way doesn't matter. And then the year before in um, Australia. Okay, Mel- Melbourne. Is it that you just didn't make it or didn't try? So the after we won, um, the selection process really started to deteriorate. Um, we we as like. Dodgeballers, we travel all over the country for the most part on our own dime. There's some mm-hmm. teams like us, some of us who have sponsorships who are a little lucky, but they I don't want to get into the specifics, but they really just fucked up the selection process and it was just okay. it just it was horrible. And so we the nine of us banded together and said, you know, until we see some change, we're not trying out anymore. Wow, okay. Um, because a, you know, the owner started putting themselves on the team. Um, which we try and get recognition, which, which we didn't think they deserved. I mean, yeah. you're picking the best people out. You guys are just putting yourselves on because you can, uh, among a, a bunch of other things. So we, you know, declare we all signed this really cool document saying "fuck you guys" until you <laughs> change something. We're we're not play, we're not trying out. Uh, fast forward two years, we still haven't tried out. Um, but that there, it's under new, recently under new management, new leadership, okay. new whole new organization called USA Dodgeball who. Bought out pretty much everything. Okay, um, and we we lifted up our our, our ban or our I guess I don't even know the word protest, protest or yeah. Yeah, yeah boycott boycott, I guess. boycott. Yeah, yeah yeah there you go okay so, so this will you... be the first year the nine of us will attempt to try out again that's cool yeah. when does that selection process start do you know starts uh, started last weekend in Boston <laughs> oh okay yeah all right so last weekend you're playing in uh, another tournament right yep. so it's called Elite Dodgeball. Um, the highest level you can play at right now. It's okay. The highest, most competitive l- league out there. And so that's just stateside or bar yep, none. Yep, yep. This is strictly domestic. Okay. So you're talking, you know, regions. You got your north, south, east, west. All have three separate, their own three tournaments that are all over their respective regions. Point system based on the winners of each um, tournament. For example, so we were just in Boston. And we took we lost in the finals to this mm. team out of Boston, so we get nine points to their ten points. Okay, those point system track all the way through the 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 the, the um the season, Th- three tournaments in the season, the team with the most points at the end of the season wins the region and wins rings. So you win rings. Yeah. <laughs> so Team Awesome is two time region winners. So you've done this a couple times already. Then this is probably I think this is the fourth year. At least okay. happening. Yeah. Um. The guys from LA, they're still on their team doom. Yep. yep. Okay. Kicking ass. Kicking ass. Still down there, yeah. I feel like so you you say team doom and I feel like years ago I saw them on like ESPN. You did. Okay, so I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. And it was trampoline dodgeball. Right. So 
have you gotten involved with any of that? How does that work? Oh yeah, so Sky Zone is an indoor trampoline park. Right, and we just got one. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, been there a few times. Matter of fact, this Thursday night pickup dodgeball right now. I I usually come up here. Okay. I have to swing by the house and things. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so every year they host a qualifier at a specific Sky Zones throughout the country. You win the qualifier, you win a guaranteed bid to go play in the championship match. Normally it's it's been it's been held in Vegas the last couple of years, but last year it was in Chicago. At this tournament, you're you're playing against 50, 60, 70 of the best trampoline dodgeball teams out there for a prize of $20,000. That's pretty intense. Doom has won four of the five years they've done it. Team Awesome has got the other one. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And it's all covered. Uh, it, it varies between ESPN and, um, is it, I think, Fox Sports Net. Okay. Is it Fox Sports? Fox Sports, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm not crazy. No, yeah, they're the, they're the real deal, man. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. So are, have you been on TV then? Yeah, um, I just, YouTube Team Awesome Dodgeball. The first thing is going to come up is our. I think there's 13 million views of our finals against Doom. Damn, a couple right. years ago. That's beautiful. Okay, so is when you're doing your other tournaments, like your your world tournaments, that's on flat ground, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> People like like you, you get your trampoline kids who say like ground dodgeball. It's reg regular dodgeball. Okay. Is there a big difference between the two? Oh no doubt, man. Like try and try and throw like a a ball like with your momentum being like bounced all over the place. It's, it's extremely difficult. No, not to mention there's trampolines on the side wall, so you can bounce on the side and do flips. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking nuts. Which one do you like better? I I I think ne- see, I don't know. I think they're both trampolines kind of still new. It's only been, okay. I've only been playing for 4 years now. But it's so fun. It's so different. But it's so exhausting. Yeah. I like your de- your legs are like jello after like five minutes. Wow. And imagine playing a tournament for three days. I don't want to. <laughs> I barely want to get out of bed. So that's that's a whole other thing. Well, there's no excuse now. You got one right down the road. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I'm also like lazy, fat, <laughs> um, and I like eating and sleeping. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We, uh, my work wants to do a. Um, a team builder, and one of the suggestions was Sky Zone. There you go. And yeah, sure, like I can do that. That's fine, but I will definitely break an ankle. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not trying to live that dream right no. now of just being like, no, I'm not S- doing that. Some of the in- injuries, man, are just, ugh, just talk, just thinking about it, and just talking yeah. about it right now is just like making me uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I mean, so I was in an accident in December, so I got rear-ended in December, and I got rear-ended two years ago too. So. My back is all still all jacked up. That's one of the reasons why I'm not in the best shape is because I don't want to move. Um, but it's all the the same same stuff. Just getting older and oh yeah, man. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm sure for you, like, have you suffered any like dodgeball injuries? Actually, dealing with one right now. I have a herniated disc, and it's mm. like the hardest thing to overcome. Um, I've been kind of fortunate. You know, I had some LCL is- issues. Mm-hmm. Nothing major, but. Uh, my arm, my arm, my shoulders probably, I think it's about 60 years old right now Yeah, <laughs> compared to the rest of my yeah. body. But yeah, I'm back is like the, my biggest thing. The herniated disc is no joke. Nah, that's, I mean, that's what I have. It's, a, it's just that bulging disc that's yep. in there. Just pinching it's against that nerve. Pain all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went to, so I went to the, the doctor for the first time in a while. Um, and this is a brand new doctor for me. 
Uh, and the first thing that they they asked was like, how old are you? Because you have the body of a 90-year-old and you look like that. Like you're, whatever you're doing, just stop and then better yourself right now. Like you need, you need to get it together. If not, then you're going to lose like all function of everything. So I was like, that's, thanks, Doc. Like <laughs> you, you should probably instill a little bit more confidence in me, but I appreciate the, the pep talk. Um, yeah, that, that wasn't, that wasn't a very good, uh. A good time. I laughed. I thought it was hilarious, but it just made makes you like really think about the fact that you need to like at this point in my life, I need to either like get it together or like quit, and give up. So <laughs> just, like, just just stop everything. Yeah, just stop everything. <laughs> just enjoy I, what you like to enjoy. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, all right. So we're we're in the elite dodgeball stuff. Where do you where do you join for that? Because uh, this is Team Awesome joining the Elite Dodgeball. Yeah, so Team Awesome playing Elite for, and we represent the East. Um, and at this point, just like last weekend, we have, we've got a guy in uh, Philly. You got me, and well, I pretty much tell people Baltimore because people think Baltimore is <laughs> the only place in Maryland. Or DC, yeah. <laughs> uh, three guys in Florida. Guy in Boston. Yeah, it's. Are you guys able to meet up? No, or? no, <laughs> no, man. <laughs> Practicing, practicing, practicing gets like overrated when you start turning almost 30. Yeah. But we've been playing together. It's the same core. The core okay. doesn't really change. We've been playing together for, like I said, six years. So Yeah, because so when you were talking to me about all the, the World Cup stuff and that selection process, I would imagine that it would be way easier to keep the same group of people and that chemistry going. Yeah. Again, you, you know, they're trying to legitimize it. So think okay. about, you know, NBA All-Star. I mean, they're not going to – you're not going to get a guaranteed bit. I mean, you might because your name, like Kobe Bryant, but I right. think I think it personally be. I mean, it's always up and coming talent. Right. You can't just keep it to a same, you know, six or seven guys. Right. It needs to be even across the playing field. But that's cool. So for for you, where's the um, as far as stateside? I mean, you've gone to LA for tournaments, or oh, just man. been Vegas, or it depends on which one, man. Like we. This upcoming, like I think last year, I was in Vegas twice, okay. uh, Chicago twice, um, Baltimore, Boston, New Jersey. And how Brooklyn. are you? How are you balancing this between not only your job but your family? It's the hardest thing, man. It's like well, the one thing that like kind of pushes me towards retirement is like, but it, it's a, it's financially it's tough because sponsorships don't aren't easy. Mm-hmm. Um, the weekends away from my family. You know, leaving Danielle alone home with the girls is incredibly time, especially at this, that the girls at their age. Um, but if I were to stop, I know I'd regret it because I'm still in my prime. And But it's, it, it's tough, but we, we, we make it work. And Danielle pretty much understands that as yeah. being in that same vein. Yeah, she knows. And she still plays a little bit too yeah. when she can. So that that probably makes it a little bit easier that you know she's a two-time gold medalist, and and, <laughs> and make, I'm only one, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then, but also she, I would assume she knows the drive and the passion behind it and the ambition that that keeps you going. For and I it. think, um, and she knows I want to win exactly. Mm-hmm. So ambition and and passion still like the fire, the fire is still there. I mean, like it, I I've always admired you know athletes like Tom Brady. I mean, I, he is who he is, but the fact that you can play and or do anything, you name it, for so long and still have the drive to be the best, yeah, is unreal, and it's very and I can see it's it's hard for me because I there's a lot of personal things happening where I'm just like, 
it's hard for me to play. So it's hard for me to make sure I go on my three-mile run every day, or it's hard for me to make sure I pick up a ball and throw every weekend when I could be, I could do that or I can go, you know, play games with my kids. So it's, a, it's, it's almost like jealousy to see someone like Tom Brady and people like him have such an, an incredible passion for something for so long and be good at that thing for so long only because their passion is so great. Right. I think if I were ever to lose, and I think it's starting to happen a little bit, kind of just getting tired and worn out, to where I don't wouldn't play on the highest level as I would if I still cared. Yeah, because you're still doing this. I mean, you're 12 years into it as far as his career goes, and yeah. that's, I mean, that I think that's pretty mind-boggling that a lot of people forget is that when you're an athlete, it's not just your athlete at at the top level, right? You're not. Tom Brady's been doing it for 12 years in the NFL. That doesn't include the college. That doesn't include the high school. That doesn't include all the other stuff that's coming with it. So you're a 12-year veteran of dodgeball, which is insane to say. Um, But, I mean, it's got to take a toll sometime, right? I think, um, you know, my kids being young makes it a little easier. But as they get older and the more extracurricular activities they do Mm – that I wouldn't want to miss on the weekend. But keep in mind, I mean, you know, for Boston this past weekend, I left Friday morning and I was back Sunday morning. Right. So I literally got on a plane, left, got home, got to Boston, partied a little bit, played in a whole tournament Saturday, flew home at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I'm gone for two days top. Yeah, it's only a two-hour flight, really. Exactly. So, But it's it's the bigger ones where I'm gone for five or six days. Um, on top of, like you said, like I travel for, for my job and mm-hmm. – uh, balancing, you know, Danielle's, you know, activities and then my kids, what they got to do or places that they got to be. So it's, it's difficult, but it's still a point in my life where it means enough to, for me to keep doing it. What do you think is one of the biggest things that you've learned about yourself when it comes to dodgeball? I think, um, no, no, without a doubt, it's funny you say that because I've actually brought this up in job interviews before. It's like yeah. my, my, my leadership. I was like, I know it sounds very strange, but to be a leader, um, it takes more than just um, telling someone what to do. But if you can show them and then talk to them through it, so you, I'm going to show you how to do it, right? Then I'm going to watch you do it, right? And then I'm going to go away, and then you're going to do it by yourself. And then you're going to let me know if you did it right or wrong. So I, that, that's like the philosophy I grew up, even with the Navy. You know, mm-hmm. being an 18-year-old kid who happens to be in charge of, you know, six people below you who are all almost 10 years older than you right. is very humbling and very enlightening and teaches you a lot. And then from there to bring on the dodgeball court, from there to bring to my personal life and my professional career now as an adult, man, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you see yourself going with dodgeball? Like, do you want to really pursue that next World Cup? Do you want to continue with Elite? Do you want to be a part of the committee that chooses people? It's a good question, man. Like, I actually think about that a lot. That's like a great question because it, every year it seems like the next year I'm like, okay, man, I think this might be my last one. You know, this... You know, do I, what, what, what do I want to get out of it now? Because back in the day, to me, it was accolades, man. I wanted mm-hmm. those those trophies on the wall. I wanted those, like, jerseys and those memories. I got all that crap now. So now what is it do I want? I still enjoy the thrill, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, put my foot at the line before the ref blows the whistle. Still, it gets me going. And that drive to, you know, be number one out of a gym full of people who all travel to try and do the same thing, but knowing that my, me and my team were the victors, that gets me fired up. And it's, so it's hard for me to kind of gauge where I want. Do I think I would like to be on the committee? Probably not. 
I mean, I there are a lot better people out there that make those selections better than I could. Because I'm, to be honest, and it, and, and, and you know, boils back down to the county, man. What do we have here? We have nothing. Right. There's nothing to keep me more involved unless I travel out. So right, when, the, when right. I'm done playing, those travel days, I would have to travel to go do this kind of stuff. And yeah, it'd be nice, but I would be I'd be so far disconnected from it than I am now. It just it would be it'd be difficult. And it have you be fair. thought about developing your own team? Uh, team or like a coach? <laughs> oh shit, man! At 29, I'm not. I'm no coach. I mean, I I do a lot of like local stuff here for like the high schools. You know, I ref. Um, I'll ref the Chopscon High School tournaments every year. The market. they have a dodgeball tournament. Yeah, we just had it like what? three week, three weeks ago. It was cool. The principal asked, asked calls me and every year asked me to come back. That, so is uh, that just Chopscon or is that? Chopscon and um, Leonardtown does one, and then Margaret Brent Middle School are the three that keep calling me back. That's really cool. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, they, I mean, I feel like celebrity. Like, hey, you know, we got you know three time medalist Chris Linsky here to ref and hang yeah, out. Not listen. gold medalist, but yeah. Yeah. he's only got one. His wife's got two. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we get the wife instead? Um, that's that's awesome though. So how long has that been going on? That's been, dude. That's actually been like five years now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Chopscons was just a couple weeks ago, so it was just super fun seeing these like baseball players just light each other up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Have you thought about trying to go to all the schools in like the Southern Maryland area and see what they want to do? Or so it's like you know John Hillen, going back to him, he he's actually tried a youth league man, and mm-hmm. you know even as early as three years ago, it's hard. Mm-hmm. To, to, we, we we try to develop an adult social league, mm-hmm. but Park and Rec's here in the county, man. They monopolize everything. It sucks. It's annoying because we don't have the million-dollar liability insurance, right? which you would have to have in case someone decided to sue. So right. that's like the biggest thing, which Park and Rec's they do have. But hmm. they weasel and they like source it out to the facilities or I don't know how they do it. But Gotcha. Okay. It's just tough. It's tough and I just don't have the time. To, right. to invest and to get it up and running, and certainly I don't want to put any of my money towards something like that. But we need it. We need something, yeah. man. Just kickball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, we we talked about it a little bit earlier. It's just disappointing that there's not much else to do, uh, despite the fact that there's so many people, especially down in St. Mary's. But you look at Charles County and Calvert County, where people have not only do they have money as far as the the parents do but the kids just don't have that much like you should be able to invest in in the future like i i think that's one of the biggest things that we miss the most in the southern maryland area is that there's there's not much of a future building so there's like we had skate parks which is cool but that was more of a reaction than it was yeah. a, a pro reaction in there good point um and then you know we have like youth lacrosse leagues but that's just to feed through it's just like the the youth sports that's just to feed into the high schools right so there's not really anything else like softball i guess that's that's just gonna say fine it's the biggest one yeah but for adults like yeah there's volleyball i guess but you nailed it man softball is like that's the county yeah that's you want to play something you gotta play softball even then it's like to get on any one of those teams you got to be like a former college ball player right or or just kind of like in in that that group, yeah. people, someone's got to know you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's the the most disappointing thing. Um, and I, I I've talked about it as far as the music side goes before, where you know I went to a show 
two, three weeks ago, and it's the same people playing the same style of music for the past 10 years. There's yeah. no one new coming in there, which is really disappointing. And it's got to be kind of disheartening for you. I mean, you see them in the, the high schools, which is really cool. But do you see anybody trying to maybe reach out to you to say, hey, you know, what can I do to get to this point? Right. So, I, I mean, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just like, it's like the, how the hell did you get <laughs> to play overseas playing dodgeball? I'm like, well, you got some time? Cause, uh, yeah, this is a whole uh, story. But... um I wish it was like that, and it's unfortunate. But where the adults are taking it, um, and keep in mind, I mean, the, the county is what it is. But mm-hmm. you know, you go, you know, an hour north, DC has got one of the best social sports organizations in all of the East Coast. Right. Um, so I think it's just us, but it is. Um, I think the dodgeball community is doing a pretty good job about you know bringing up new talent because. We're just unfortunate here. The social leagues everywhere else is is pretty kick, kick ass. Yeah. yeah, we just have nothing here. Cool. So for you, we we talked about a little bit as far as your drive to keep going, and it's you know that that feel of you being right on the line. What else do you think keeps you going through it? Is it just your own personal accolades, or do you want to start a legacy for yourself? What What do you think? I think like um, I don't want to be like sound arrogant, but my legacy's written. You know, I mean. I actually talked about this with the other day with one of my teammates. There are only two tournaments since my 12 years of playing that I have actually have played on a consistent bait that I played multiple years that I haven't won. So think about 12 years, how many tournaments I've played in. There are only two that I never got to be a, a chance to be a part of. And it's only because my team won while I was overseas protecting freedom. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's a good trade-off, but... Um, I think uh, I mean I still like winning, and I think uh, I'm fortunate, you know, to be with the on the team with a group of guys who who gel and mesh so well together that it still makes it fun. Because there's a lot of teams who 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 create teams based on talent, mm-hmm. but they they don't hang out like afterwards. You know what I mean? They're just there to to win, and they're not really cool. I love hey, my my teammates. I love them to death. You know, I consider all of them my brothers, and I would you know. Take a, I hate to say it, but take a, I would literally take a bullet for them guys. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I love them guys. And I think that's what, and the fact that I only get to see them, you know, eight or nine times a year makes it very cool and makes it, you know, I, like, I don't know. It's just it's hard to explain. It's just like emotional and it's like, it's, cool. it's just, it's really fucking cool. Yeah. That I, like to only see these guys for a certain amount of time and then do as much winning as we do. It's just, it's awesome. And getting that is, so actually, before I had joined Team Awesome, because you mentioned Fire, I had actually lost it. And I was actually like on the verge of quitting. I was like, you know, right. this isn't fun for me. And I'm like, um, I started to hate the people, like my teammates. I believe it or not, these are my friends from high school. I just don't like these people anymore. We're all doing different things. But then Team Awesome came and really just like started Reignited clicking. you, yeah, got it I, back in there. I, I think I, I got like six years left in me, I think. Yeah? We'll see. Pending any major injuries, I don't know. That's amazing. All right, cool. Because you got people like, you know, in their 40s still playing. Really? Or not, and that's insane. I would have, yeah, I would have gave up a long time ago. <laughs> dad dad bods are in right now, so <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be all right. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Um, I think that's pretty much it, to be honest with you. Like, that, that's a great way to kind of catalog your experience with it and uh yeah it's just insane that you know you have one person that we we started well you have a couple people but we started this literally when we were in high school just an idea john had and 
I remember talking to him like when he came up with the idea and writing names down for everything. And now, you know, we have multi medals in both of your families, your family. Like that's that's insane that you have three golds and two silver, three silvers, three, three and three. Right. Mm -hmm. That's nuts to me that it's you have that in St. Mary's. You have one one family that has taken so much from everybody else. That's that's <laughs> power that, couple. Baby. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, but I I think that's really it, man. Uh, thanks for coming up. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, thank you guys. It's been awesome. Yeah, team awesome. <laughs>